Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are Inside Froggy 92.9. Welcome Inside Froggy 92.9. Let's get it up. Let's get the energy going. Welcome in. We've got some exciting, fun radio personalities in this room who are ready to put on a podcast for you. Ready to give you a little peek behind the curtain. I had energy's a little low today, I think, for everybody. I think the heat in Sonoma County is kind of, is we, are we dragged down? Is that why? Oh, it's exhausting. This heat is my kryptonite. I will be talking about the heat as a part of my okay, part of the podcast. Amber? I feel like I'm thriving. I got a little <laughs> tan yesterday. I just walked my dog. Love that for Awesome. You. Thanks, Jen. A little taste of Georgia. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Cole made a comment the other day. He's like, don't you just miss, like, the blistering heat sometimes? I was like, no. <laughs> no, no. Ugh. <laughs> I have, like, all my shades drawn in my apartment. Like, some sort of recluse. I'm like, like you gotta like, you gotta keep the heat out. <laughs> this is like Tanner's actual hell. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I do not do well in heat. I don't know what it is, if it's a biological thing. But any, I also wear pants every day. Like, I really, like, have a thing where I don't like wearing shorts. Long story. But the thing is, is that... Is it that it's unprofessional at the office? Or that, no, I oh, just... Oh, that part's fine. It's, it's, I'm wearing a giant tank top. <laughs> you can see my sports bra through. No, I just look really awkward in shorts. I remember I, I had to, like, explain to you that you couldn't wear pants at Country Summer. I was like, dude, he did you're like, that. I'll be fine. I'm like, okay, no. bro. <laughs> I wore shorts one day, and it was the first time my legs have seen the sun in, like, three years. <laughs> I wear board shorts and everyone comments on it. So. Well, you made it a thing. You also said on stage that you weren't wearing underwear underneath them. That's true. <laughs> right on myself there. <laughs> Let's get into this. We come up with an interesting way to figure out who's going to tell their story. Everybody's got one story from their life or country music or behind the scenes at the station. We always come up with an interesting way to figure out what order are we going to tell our stories in. I realized over the weekend that I have either through free trials or getting duped by Justice League Snyder Cut, have signed up for, like, almost all the streaming services. Yeah, same here. Y'all would be so proud of me. 18 months ago, I didn't know what a Roku was. <laughs> You're like, okay. it hooks up to your TV? But how do I get... I didn't know how to get Disney+, Plus, and now I'm, yeah. like, all on it. Yeah. So, I, like, I realized, I was like, oh, my God, I have, like, short of Paramount+, Plus and maybe Peacock, I have at least, like... Disney Plus, Hulu, do HBO you have, Max. Do you have Xfinity? No, I have YouTube. Uh, uh, like internet services? No. Okay, never mind. If you have Xfinity, you get Peacock for free. Just a little thing so everyone knows. What? Wait, Brought what internet Xfinity. service do you have? I have AT&T. Okay. Because okay. I used to have AT&T. AT&T had U-verse TV, which was their like first TV foray. Right. And that came with TV and internet, and then dropped the TV and got YouTube TV. Anyways, I wanted to ask everyone at the table, just because I was thinking about it when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I have so many of these now. What is your favorite of the streaming services that are out there for TV and on-demand videos, movies? What's your favorite? Hulu. Amber's in on Hulu. Netflix. Tanner's going old school on Netflix, yeah. Jen. I don't know. That's a hard one. Probably Prime. Wow. It's a tie between Prime and Netflix. That was kind of what I was going back and forth to. I think that with Prime, you get a little bit more of a variety than you mm. do on Netflix. Mostly because Netflix is losing the rights to things because yeah. of new streaming. The, so I think Prime is my go-to. The cool thing about Prime, too, is that you can rent 
and buy movies yes. on there too. It's kind yes. of one like whole system and that weird Amazon cloud that nobody understands. I was gonna say YouTube TV because YouTube TV like, especially with the movies, you have to fast forward through commercials, but you can get a hell of a lot of movies on YouTube TV and mm. you save them for nine months, which is awesome. But I gotta go with Disney Plus because I absolutely tore through the entire MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, WandaVision. I still have seen none of those. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm stoked for Loki. I watched the whole X-Men animated series from when I was a kid. All on yeah. Disney Plus, so I'll go Disney Plus. <clears throat> cool. So, let's go in alphabetical order. I got Jen's in on Amazon Prime. I got Disney Plus, Hulu, and Netflix. So, Jen, you're up first. Hey. So, circling back to the heat... I have been struggling to get my work done because the air conditioner in the yeah. building does not work. Yeah. My office after like one o'clock is 90 plus degrees. Yes. Which office? My promotions office. Okay. Jen has two, I offices, have two offices. So she's a bad beer. <laughs> Two offices. <laughs> two phones. We to describe the building. We got big windows. They don't open. Yeah, what so you is can't window? get any airflow. I have a like super great like hardcore fan, which you know when I get into the office at seven o'clock in the morning and it's seventy eight in my room, like the fan can do some work. But by the time it's you know eighty four plus, it's just moving hot air around. But when I'm in my office by myself with the door closed, like, I don't have to wear my mask. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, so it's that whole side of the building that is the air conditioner's not working on pretty much. I had to work up at the front desk with another human being for, like, four whole minutes yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, like, wearing my mask, and I'm, like, I'm I'm going to pass out. It was, so I ended up actually having to leave a little bit early because I just, like, I was getting, like, almost, like, dizzy spells because I was so hot. So uh, it's not necessarily that like morale is down. It's just like the heat is bogging me. My goal is if I get done with work today at a decent hour, I might go try and buy my own little personal air conditioning unit. For the whole time I've been in this building, which is over 15 years. And I've been 13, yeah. Yeah, it, the AC's always been an issue. It's uh, It gets stuck on in December. Yep. Oh, I remember that. That was fun. Just wearing like three jackets. To work and then every what, day. there's always like the hottest day in July where the heater gets stuck on. Like it's yeah. a whole thing. It's haunted. I, and actually, to be honest with you, two other like big time radio shows I know. I have heard Jim Rome and I have heard Adam Carolla over their years of listening to them in the radio both complain about <laughs> AC and heat in their radio buildings. So. I have to think like this is kind of an industry thing where it's just not necessarily these are huge you know broadcasters so I have to think this is maybe like it's just it's like a radio stations have like mess have dirty fridges and uh, messed up AC it's just you gotta pay your dues yeah the poor working conditions. (laughs) <laughs> well, Amber, you've got your, your cup there from Power 100.1 back in Athens, okay. Georgia. That's not... Uh, no, we don't want to shout them out? <laughs> we can't. We can't. Oh, okay. we can't. We can't. I thought you were calling me out. Like, Why don't you have a froggy one? No, no. I we mean, don't have anything. I mean, when you were back in Athens at your, your old station, I mean, what was it was like there? Was the AC a problem? No, never. Never. Not in Georgia? No, because if we did, it would be pandemonium. Yeah. And every studio had its own, like, individual little thingy. Wow. Thermostat. 
Did you get paid there too? I did. <laughs> you guys no, are crazy. Power 100. Hit me up. Yeah. Radio stations just tend to have such weird little quirks. I feel like in every studio, at least I've been in. Like one time at my old work, I worked at a country station in Seattle. One day we were just talking to a caller on the air, and one of the co-hosts' headphones <laughs> electrified her. No. Oh, no. Electrified her. Had burn marks behind her ears, oh, and we were God. like. This studio's haunted. Something is horrible. Thankfully, she's okay. Yeah. She's okay and like laughed about it immediately. She's like put some burn cream <laughs> behind her ears. I don't even know how that's possible, but yeah. there's something about radio. Crap yeah. just breaks. It's ghosts. Yeah. That's that's my theory. Watch out. It's Watch the, out. the radio men of women of the 1930s. <laughs> There were no women in. There were no. Yeah. We weren't allowed. It's okay. Sorry. You can leave us out. You don't need. For, to, don't retcon that. We were just. We were just there to make the coffee. For historical accuracy, you were welcome to leave the women out. <laughs> Only this time. Well, Jen, do you think even a little portable AC is gonna fix it? Oh, I'm thinking like I'm gonna invest. <laughs> In like a, a window unit. Oh wait, in, they don't have windows. Yeah. In like a decent one. I mean, it's mine. The right. company is not gonna pay for it. It's gonna be mine. Well, if you want to save money, I always do the two liter fan box fan situation. You buy a box fan, you just freeze a two liter of like you dump out the soda, or drink the soda, fill it up with water, freeze it, and then put it in a bowl in front of that fan. Works like a charm. Yeah, people do that in rabbit cages. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I've seen that on like Roger Rabbit. I've seen that on like Bugs Bunny. Like, is that actually people actually do that? People do actually do. That. I do that. Does it work? It does. It yeah. absolutely works. It sucks in the cold. It's nice. Do you avoid slipping on the banana peel on your way there? <laughs> well, that only happens sometimes. After when I'm the chasing those falls rabbits. on your head. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. You run into the wall that's been painted to look like a tunnel. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, don't knock until you try. It, it helps. Sorry, Amber, I stole your joke. <laughs> I don't think you stole a joke. I okay. think it was just there, and anybody who wanted right. it could grab it. You were already on the roll with that one. All right. I was just going to add. I got excited. <laughs> Tanner said earlier I'm like uh, the Steph Curry of like joke assists or something like that. Yep, and then true. I was just like, I guess you're the LeBron. He's like, no, 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 wait. If, you're the Le- if I'm the LeBron, you're the Michael Jordan. And I was like, are you calling me old? <laughs> he was like, yes. We can call me 12 like Tanner. Call me 12. 12 and a half, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was a funny moment. I will say, though, the AC still works in the Froggy studio. It wasn't the other day. Yesterday, I walked in there, and it was balmy, and I just cranked it. I cranked that as low (laughs) as I could, and not the Soldier Boy, the AC. Yes. And it, I got at least a little bit out of it. It was, the temperature was, became uh, tolerable in there. I felt like I was in your red light sauna the other day and when yeah. I was doing my show. I was like, today's going to be rocky, 92.9. That's how I felt in the River Studio on Friday. Yeah. When you guys saw me, I was like, I'm it dying. Was I got I, swamp booty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the coffee in the air, the water in the air too, but it also gets really humid yes. in the Froggy Studio for some reason. And I just feel like I'm like in a boat, like in a river in the south with like two microphones. It's <laughs> just like... <laughs> Just hanging out. That's a podcast, right? That's, that's oh, a yeah. Beach cowboy move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you bring up the sauna because that's actually exactly what I was thinking. I'm, if you don't know, if you, you didn't hear it in another episode, I'm getting a sauna. 
for myself for my life because I'm weird. I choose to sit in saunas, like in sometimes 150 to 180 degrees, and I love it. You start sweating, and I absolutely love it. Cannot stand being in my office without AC. Yeah. It's a total, like, because at least in the sauna or when you're working out, you're mentally, like, in your workout stuff, you're understanding you're going to start gushing sweat. Like, it's not just like being in a water you're park. You're not trying you get to it. write a proposal right, or right. research your show or wear or a shirt with a collar. kind of brain cells. I don't wear shirts with collars. Yeah, I mean, so there's just, there's something about, like, the work environment and the heat that's just, it's just, it's a no, it's a no-go. It's, it distracts you. Yeah. It makes your, it makes your mind elsewhere, like... <laughs> What's up, Amber? I just really like how Dano had, had to let people know that he didn't own shirts with collars. <laughs> like, it matters. It matters, guys. He doesn't own shirts I've with collars. I've seen with a shirt with a collar before. You've probably yeah. seen a button-down shirt. Plenty, right? Actually, plenty of times, but since COVID started, I've just been lazy and been wearing t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dano. About that t-shirt life. I am for now. I love that. <laughs> Too long didn't read. <laughs> it's hot in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please you... keep on your clothes. <laughs> Please. Especially if they're collared. <laughs> but at least we have some tickets this week. How about that? I Let's know. get Jen and assessment that. I love tickets. Jen. And more to come. Jen is our promotions director, among many other things, and so she wrangles all the tickets. And two times a day, Dirk Bentley tickets and Dan and Shea tickets. And Amber and Tanner talked to Dan and Shay this week on the phone. We think it was Dan and Shay. <laughs> yeah, you could. we could still be getting pranked. Oh, you never know. You That's don't true. really know because it was a phone call. That that conversation <laughs> that we had with Dan and Shay, I I don't get nervous very often, but for some reason I was like kind of nervous to talk to freaking Dan and Shay just because like the sweetest. Seriously, I was like, I was like shaking in my boots just a little bit. I was like, this is a really big deal for our show. This is by far the biggest interview I think yeah. that we've ever done. And so, but like right in the moment where they like started shooting the crap with us, I was like, oh, there's, it's just Dan and Shay. It's fine. Hey, it's just fine. Shay Mooney, what's yeah. up? All right, so we're going alphabetical by streaming service that you prefer. And I said, did, did Disney Plus after Jen's Amazon Prime? before Amber's Hulu and Tanner's Netflix. So I'll go. I have an opportunity to talk to my old college broadcasting class today. Hey. How about that? <laughs> A lot of people don't know this, but Elaine, who is our morning traffic reporter for Amber I and Tanner. Elaine. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Elaine and Joe McConnell. Elaine, uh, in her spare time, is a professor at San Francisco State in the broadcasting department. I love that's what she does in her spare time. For fun. Just a casual hobby. For fun. That is where I graduated from. San Francisco State Broadcast Electronic Communication Art. Becca. And I, I went there for kind of better part of two and a half years or so, uh, trying to get all my coursework done. It was a good experience. It, I learned a lot. It was, it's challenging because it's hard in broadcasting school to really depict how it really is out here in the wild, just because it's, there's just so many, it's so much faster and there's so many more things you need to learn. And there's so many more factors about being in a work environment and working with people versus a school environment where you're just, you know, textbooks and tests and stuff like that. So I was really honored and she asked me to come back and it's on, it's on Zoom, of course, I'm not going down there. But uh, I get to speak to her class today. It's actually the last day of class. 
and I get to impart some wisdom to them. Yeah. And I wanted to ask the table, actually, Amber and Tanner, I know you've done this with Elaine. I literally forgot we did it until you just brought it up. <laughs> Glad it had an impact on you. <laughs> Do you remember what you said? Because I don't. Kind of, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> if you had the opportunity to go back and speak to a broadcasting class, what advice would you give them? Don't do it! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what advice would you give them about getting into broadcasting and media in 2021? Jen? Um, I think that what, because I've, I've run the internship program here for a long time, so I've kind of had this opportunity. I have classes come in and then I have my own interns. I think a big thing for me is when you're starting out, don't like, this sounds bad, don't like overdo yourself, but like don't try not to say no. Because every, like, you may think, oh, another live broadcast. Like, I don't really want to do another remote on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. But you learn something different. And having that experience, and, I mean, I didn't say no to anything for, like, my first six or seven years here. Like, I didn't go on any vacations. Like, I was here. I did every event. But that's gotten me to... Promotions director, getting more stations, my experience in Country Summer, getting an on-air show, doing the traffic. Like, it's gotten me, it's moved me up in the company, and I've learned a lot of stuff from those events not that relate not just to my job, but also to just real life. Mm-hmm. Don't pass on an opportunity. That's good advice. Absolutely. What did you say, though? I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Oh, I thought you said you'd... Did it today, but you're doing doing it it later today. Okay, so you're trying to steal our answers? No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No one laughed. I was like, wait, 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 guys, I'm joking. He has like a PowerPoint over there, and he's like, don't say no to anything. (laughs) Uh, Jumping off of what Jen said, I mean, that's such a valuable thing, especially where radio, I, I think a lot of people who are trying to get to this industry don't understand where the opportunities and those pockets are right away. For me, the opening to like get into a morning radio show, like on professional radio, was in a. The guy who was the morning show there was doing an appearance at a water park. And I was just a little street team dude, you know, passing out t shirts, stickers, and stuff like that. He just brought up the fact that he was looking for, you know, someone to do video. He goes, oh, our social media sucks. We don't know how to do this. We don't know how to do that. And because I was just asking him, like, about his job. I was so curious, like, what it's like to be a morning show personality. And he goes, you know, I, I would love a video intern. Do you know how to do video? I didn't know how to do video. <laughs> and I said, Yes. And that was a big kind of entryway for me in radio. And like you guys know, I love doing video now. And it's just you grab so many skills along the way that you don't expect. You just have to be open to it. Mm. The more open you are, the more open you are to wanting to learn new things, have new experiences. I think the better off you'll be I, in everything in life. I just view you'll have more tools in your toolkit why not have a badass toolkit instead of right. just like a wrench and a hammer? Right, right, right. What else would be in that badass toolkit? Like like a monkey wrench or like, Ooh, oh, maybe yeah. a drill. Definitely, like an like electric a, drill. Like an electric one? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You could have that. A saw like of some sort. like A, a... sledgehammer for when salespeople get out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I can't beat that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Oh, I love that song. I know, 
we do. Yeah, no, Jen didn't know how to do traffic until a couple of months ago. Yeah. So what you're saying is like so on point. What you both are saying is so on point. Don't be afraid to learn new skills. You could be like, oh my gosh, like I don't know how to do that. That's kind of what happened to me with Classic Country Saturday Night. It was an all request show for classic country back in Georgia that I got completely thrown into. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. What are these things? They were like carts that look like tapes that you put in and you play the song and you hit play and it's not digital. And I was like, I'm too young for this. I'm so young. (laughs) But, you know, it was something I was dreading. I literally like cried every day before I had to go in and I was just nervous and I was answering phones and then like mixing the music and just just full of like all this dread and nervousness and then I got in and it just like made me a better DJ and made me a better person I was talking to people it wasn't what I wanted to do at all it was not my goal I wanted to be on a morning show which is what I do now but like Jen is saying like Tanner is saying you have to do those things in broadcasting. You have to do those things in radio to get where you want to be. And who is to say that it's not going to make you better? I thought that. I was like, this isn't going to do anything for me. I'm just going to hate my life. And I was totally wrong about that. And my program director at the time was like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be good at it. There's a reason we're putting you in it. And I was just like, but I I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't. And now I'm here and everything works out if you just... Keep working hard. I agree with you on that, on taking advantage of opportunities that seem like disasters or seem scary. That was me in St. Jude. The first time we didn't, when I first started working here, we actually stopped doing St. Jude, St. Jude Radiothon. And I was like, whew, I don't have to do that. And then it was decided that we we're going to start doing it again. And I was terrified because I didn't know how to do it. I wanted to be snarky, funny guy, like, making comments and observations. Like, I don't want to get serious and talk about pediatric cancer. That's scary to me. I don't know anything about it. I don't feel comfortable with it. And so I was terrified of doing that first Radiothon. And I didn't have any other choice. It was my job. And so I just figured out how to do it. And pretty much by the end of one day, I was like, oh... This is the most rewarding thing that I have ever participated in in broad. Like, I made more of a difference today in kids' lives that I will never meet than I have in the you know previous five years that I've worked here. Not so that I didn't do anything before that. So, and now it's something that we all look forward to uh, when we do it. So, yes, to your point of totally don't like the stuff that scares you is actually like a beacon to probably what you should go and try to do. One, two. Be a, be a chill person. Be a cool person to work with and work for or work under or, you know. Around. Around, yeah. The, I think we all know people that we've worked with in broadcasting who, not in this building, but just, you know, in that general. That no integrity. That lack integrity. Yeah. And are difficult to work with and are... There's just some crazy people on radio that are just Poopy diff- heads. that are hard that are just uh, hard to handle, and that doesn't mean that you don't stand up for yourself. That doesn't mean that you don't advocate for yourself. That doesn't mean that you don't try. That doesn't mean you just say yes to everything. But there's a way to 
be someone who's be professional. You well, know, be, thing, be able to work with. You don't with have them. to actually like those people. You just have to be able to have a good, decent, professional working relationship. Right. Yeah. There are people I've worked with in my entire adult working career. I don't like you. I don't think you're a good person. I think you're sketchy. But I can work with you. Right. Were they smoking in the boys' room? You know, getting drunk, passing out in the Rite Aid parking lot. <laughs> That's the thing, too, that... <laughs> I thought Tanner was like, that was that, me. That was me. Uh, oh, that's what you were going to I didn't know Well, guys, I didn't know you knew that about me. <laughs> uh, I didn't know you didn't like me at all. <laughs> I was like, well, this, this has all been about Tanner. I was like, I know I can be sketchy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's the, the thing. Who's the last person to do that, dog? Uh, Thank you. That's the thing, like, especially radio specifically, it's a, if you're on the air, it's a personality medium. To do radio, I mean, if you think about it, it's a crazy concept. I mean, you're talking to a microphone either with one other person or just by yourself, and sometimes that attracts very bizarre people. I would say every person in this room is a very unique person. Not, Big fact. We're all unique. Dan was making a face. crazy. <laughs> We're all, all crazy. We're all on medication. <laughs> We're all kidding. crazy for our own reasons. I bought a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is like when you get into this industry, just know you're going to be in a house full of loonies sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we all have our unique personality traits that makes us who we are, whether that's positive or that's negative. Not saying that about this building, but I've also been in other buildings. I'm like, how does this person have a professional yeah. job with insurance? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> with insurance. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you had to choose not a four hundred one k insurance. If you had to choose between uber uber talented and uber professional or lift. Sorry. Lean towards lean towards, lean what we towards professional. About. I mean, you will you you will actually go further being mildly talented and really reliable than really talented and mildly reliable. Mm -hmm. Like in order to to really pull that off, you have to be crazy 1% of 1% talented to yeah. get away with some of the stuff that you like some people get away with. Yeah. So your your best that's I, that's probably going to be my core piece of advice is that learn to find that happy medium where you're pushing your talent and you're doing what you want to do and you're being really great but also make sure that you know the whole back end of it the whole behind the scenes aspect of it you're being a good citizen to everybody else that you're around being professional and having good relationships I think is probably just be nice. I think people in our industry, like, and I think that's changing now more than ever. Just that don't be a d policy is something that I really value. And thankfully, I think more people, I think that's changing a lot. What was the morning show that just got split up that had that story behind it, basically? Like, he he got fired because he was being a, one of those, a D word. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the morning show? What market? It's on the East Coast. It, w it was blowing up on yeah. Radio Peeps, and like I, even in the Women in Radio Facebook group, everybody was just like, "Yeah, worked with this guy. He was like, how he was so egotistical, a total d-word. He like barely said hey in the hallways. Just thought he was the best. And when he got fired, he owned up to all that. He was like, I could have changed my ways, but I didn't. And now I'm to look into that. And now I'm fired. So that kind of goes with what you're saying. It does happen in the industry. Like you can't just get so full of yourself and be like. I'm the best, and I don't even need to say hey to anyone. Can be gone in an instant. 
and then you're fired. That's the thing that I think when you enter this medium, that something I have to remember myself, that there are so many people that would love to be mm -hmm. in the position I am. With every radio job, there are five people without radio jobs that would kill for that job. Right. And that's something, you know, when you do get an opportunity, don't take it for granted. Yeah, even if it's sitting across from me and you're like, this sounds like a bad idea. It's <laughs> a good opportunity. <laughs> There's wildfires everywhere. It's super hot. There's no air conditioning. But ugh, I gotta be across from Tanner. Uh, this crazy southern girl that I'm like, farts a lot and has a lot of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like know I'm, about this. I just look forward to my box fan and two liter of water. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There are gonna be cold farts coming at you. <laughs> I'll report, I'll report back how uh, the class takes my advice, and thanks for sharing some of your advice yeah. with me. I appreciate it. I will say one more thing before we move on. No, I'm done. Oh, you're done. <laughs> Be a good person. <laughs> Told you it was all about Tanner. It's just about... <laughs> it's just about the class. They ask great questions. Yeah. They ask great questions, and that will be... And I guess in Amber and I's experience was a lot of it. Okay. So was don't feel class like you, asking questions. Yeah. So don't feel like you have to have like a PowerPoint presentation right oh, here. Oh, I don't. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the hip. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one of the questions they asked us. They were like, "Did you guys know how to like edit audio before radio?" And I was like. Oh, I want to say that, like, I didn't, but I took a class. That's probably what you guys are going to learn, too. Rylane is just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but she was great, too. She's yeah. such a nice person. I hope that uh, everyone gets a chance to meet Elaine Leung at Total Traffic. Shout out to Elaine. We love Elaine. Amber, you're up next because you like Hulu. Okay. As everyone here in the room knows, I had a weird 16 hours. I think that's right. From 8 o'clock last night. What do you guys think? 18 hours? Yeah. Give or take? I don't do Give math. Or take. 16 no. hours? <laughs> I can't even read a clock, so. Either way, my dog decided, like, right before I was going to bed, that he was going to whine because he had to go outside. And we're just for a walk. We're just going for a walk. Everything's fine. These two big old dogs come running up. They're coming in hot. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, no. Remy just, like, immediately cowers. These two dogs are, like, all over him. I'm freaking out. I'm starting to call Cole. This is on your patio? No, this is all, out for a walk. Oh, okay. Is that, we're out for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I realize they're friendly. They're fine. I look around to see, you know, hey, like, where, where are the owners at? I got my dog on a leash. What are you doing? I don't know where that accent came from. <laughs> dog walking accent. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my dog is walking here. <laughs> so I check for tags. They don't have tags. I see somebody come running. And I'm like, are these your dogs? And I'm like, no. And I'm trying to like, you know, wrangle them and get them. And I've got my dog on a leash. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm freaking out. So I ended up taking a picture. And I was telling the guy, I was like, well, I'll post in the next door app. Lost, lost and found pets. You guys know I love the Nextdoor app. It's, it's a fantastic resource, and there's a lot of drama on there that I just eat up. So. <laughs> no, I don't get my drama from People Magazine. I get it from the Nextdoor <laughs> app. <laughs> Did I tell the duckling story on the podcast? I don't think so. No, that was on the show. We talked about it on the show. So anyway, that doesn't matter. So I posted in the Nextdoor app. I tried to call Animal Services. Nobody answered. I tried to call Humane Society. Every place is closed. I'm stressed out about these dogs. Then I post on Amber and Tanner in the morning. And, of course, our listeners, thank you, are so great. They immediately start becoming, like, little detectives on the Internet. And they're posting, like, these screenshots from these other groups. And they're like, 
someone saw someone dumping the dogs at Epicenter, like, matching these descriptions. Like, someone, like, abandoned these dogs. They're what? thinking and blah, blah, blah. But over here on the Next Door app, someone's like, I think those are my neighbor's dogs. Let me contact my neighbor. And the neighbor, like came on the next door app. I was like, those are my dogs. Where did you see them? Like, do you have them? I was like, no, I don't. They ran away from me, but they're in the neighborhood. Other people are trying to wrangle them right now. If you want to come drive by, I'm sure I can help you. And then she like messaged me back and she was like, I found the black one. If you see the brindle dog, please call me. And I'm like, but what happened? Like, what was the dumping of the dogs? Like, as versus like the actual owner like what do you guys think was going on do you think the dogs were like stolen and or someone saw them and decided to pick them up but then realized they couldn't do anything with them or what was the situation here i I do not have the next door app (laughs) but from what i understand you don't have next door i don't have next door that is going to take your investigations to the next level i don't need it i'm not good But I feel from what I have conversations I've had with people, as you said, they're a little dramatic. And I feel like sometimes people just want to respond to respond. Okay. So like when you like when you were sending us like the screenshots and stuff, I was just kind of like, I I would believe more that the owner of this dog, the mama, is like, oh my god, where are my dogs? Before I'm gonna believe some random person that said, well, I, I I saw them be dumped off near Epicenter. Oh, well, but I didn't actually see it firsthand. Someone else told that to me. Because that's yeah. what the post said. Yeah. It seemed suspect. Sketchy. Sketchy. And Murder She Ruth over here doesn't buy it. Uh, okay. I will say to, to that same point, during the Tubbs fire in 2017, I posted, because my wife works at LBC, and I posted... I was like, hey, this is, nobody knew anything that morning. And I posted, I was like, does anyone have eyes on LBC? Like, what's the status of LBC? 17 people underneath. Gone, 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 gone. Then I, I, we were, I was close with Epicenter at the time, so I was like, hey, does anyone have eyes on Epicenter? What's going on with Epicenter? Gone, gone. It's gone, bro. It's gone, it's gone. It wasn't. Though. Neither of those were gone. There was some damage to LBC. Yeah. Epicenter was fine. So my point is, is like, to Jen's It's point, all hearsay. Yeah, like, until someone can say for sure, like, when, when it's that second level of I heard someone say, it's yeah. usually wrong. My journalistic brain didn't kick in during this because I was like, protect the puppies! <laughs> you know? But I am that sorry, person that, like, pulls over for dogs in the middle of the road. Like... It's borderline embarrassing. I, like, went to my dentist, and they were like, the person that worked the front desk was like, oh, I saw you running after a dog the other day. It was, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. I was like, it was a puppy, and it had chewed through its leash, and I didn't want it to die. So, yes, I was running around at 6 a.m. in the fog, risking my life for a puppy. Gotta do what you gotta do, you know. (laughs) On one street. On one street. Um... Snyder heading to Petaluma Hill Road. That's big. Yeah. That's a big yeah. road. Yeah. At my Good old check. apartment one time, I, like, picked up a cat and, like, looked at its collar, and I started taking it to my car, and someone opened the door and went, hey, it's my cat. Leave it alone. <laughs> Whoops. That's <laughs> my cat. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's the thing, especially with the gone, gone, gone. Once someone sees that someone else said it's gone, they're like, well, it's fact. obviously gone. It's Real. a fact. And that's how just those rumors and those weird stories start spiraling around. And it's really unfortunate that we're this way, but that's a big part of social media. I don't know how it originated that someone was like, 
the dogs got dumped, but like it just uh, it's a reminder to choose your words carefully on social media and yeah. what you say so you don't create unnecessary drama like that. I mean, what if there's a world that, you know, someone dumping their dogs got spread to a, you know, certain organization or, you know, the authorities and that person got in trouble or possibly their dogs taken away because they just got lost. I mean, think before you post. Now, right. Am- Amber, are you still asking for like a plausible scenario how this all happened? Or do you have more information? I really don't have more information. I was just curious what you guys thought about that, like, Facebook post that someone sent us um, on the Amber and Tanner in the Morning Facebook page about the dumping. But, like, I've been talking to the woman who claims that she's the owners on on the Next Door app, and she's just like, you know, if anyone sees the Brindle, the dog's name is Badger, and, like, they escaped, like, from our yard, and, like... This is what happened. Like, she is recounting her story, but there's, like, this weird aspect of the story. Like, this outlier. I feel like that's the red herring in the Dateline episode that doesn't actually mean anything. Okay. Yeah, but uh, what's interesting, do you remember Mac the Cat? Yeah. Vaguely, yes. Yeah, you made that whole presentation in your garage. Right. We met them at the baseball game. Yeah. So, if you don't remember... Mac the Cat was, again, 2017. I don't know why I'm talking about wildfire, wildfire again, but I guess it was just a real time of, like, he said, she said around here, or, like, you know, a lot of misinformation. This family lost their cat in the fire, and then the cat was at the Humane Society. Oh, yeah. The Humane Society says that they tried to contact the family and that the family turned them down. The family says that they never got contacted, then the humane, I'm saying humane society, I don't know exactly which organization, so please, it may have been something else, it may have been a different shelter. But the shelter then allowed the cat to be adopted by somebody else. Oh my God. Somebody, so then the, the Mac was fully with another family, and then the original family allegedly found out that Mac existed, and so then contacted them and said, please, can we have our cat back? And then they said no. And then, so basically, every single side was saying that the other side was totally yeah. lying and making oh, this up, yeah. including the shelter. So it was just like, it's, it's weird. This is honestly what law enforcement ends up having to do in a lot of these cases is like they're trying to figure out, like, literally, two sides are telling fairly plausible stories. And sometimes it ends up being even weirder than that. Like, you were telling the truth, and now you've decided to change it a little bit because you've reconciled a little bit with the original person but they aren't with you like they're against you again like it becomes like crazy just becomes a story of spaghetti speaking of law enforcement (laughs) this is what else this is another thing that happened i saw fire on the way to work this morning what on the freeway in the middle of the freeway what and i had to call the the fire department and I was where, like on where, the where? phone on 101 right before you get. Okay, also, apparently, the merge from 101 going to 12, like towards where we work, and then like Dutton and Sebastopol, apparently that area is called the Pretzel, according to no. the dispatcher. No. She called it the pretzel, and if you look it up, it looks like a pretzel. Well, I have yeah. lived in this area for almost 36 years, and I've never heard that. Well, it's not a thing. It's right before you get to this supposed pretzel. It looks like a pretzel, I'm just going to say. It was, like, down, like, under the railings, and I just saw flames and, like, orange and 
stuff coming out of it. And there was like, I told Tanner there was like a five second lapse, whether or not I was like, was that a fire? Actually, I don't know. No, it was definitely a fire. Should I call 911? Yes, I should. We're under a red flag warning. And I was like, okay. And next thing I know, like I'm on the phone with like dispatch and they're like, ma'am, hello, what's the problem? And I just go, I'm, I think I'm here to report a fire. <laughs> You're not sure. <laughs> I'm she, here to report. Yeah, that's what I said. I have arrived. So it sounds like you sent a pigeon like with a letter. <laughs> like, I am here to report a fire. Yeah, so uh, then she transferred me to the fire department. And I was trying to describe her where it was. Like, it's hard to say because I was literally moving. And then she brought up the pretzel. And I was like, I'm yeah. hungry now, but Not okay. And then <laughs> I'm still on the phone with them when I get to work. And I'm just like... Jesus. Amber came into the studio like on the phone, like having a very like serious conversation, which I could tell it was like 911 or some sort of authority. And I was just sitting there like for a good like two minutes. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, what is going on? And then she got off the phone. She's like, I saw a fire on the way. I was like, ooh, that could have been a lot. Like, I mean, that's awful. We're under a red flag warning. And <laughs> Amber. <got> so serious. <laughs> My hands are up. Just want to say, I totally understand what would happen if we lost the pretzel. I don't know. You know, the pretzel is kind of by my apartment. I was like, Amber, you might have saved my apartment. But then I didn't, we didn't, Tanner's like, I'm looking on like all the Facebook pages and stuff and I don't see anything about the fire. So we have no idea like what happened if it was like, Tanner had a theory that maybe it was like a homeless encampment or Yeah, there are a lot something. of people who live around those areas. It's yeah. some shelter under bridges, so I wouldn't be surprised. So if and, you guys hear anything, and a lot of hit me fires, unfortunately, here in Santa Rosa specifically, a lot of ho- homeless encampments, they've been having a lot of problems there lately, which is an um, unfortunate reality. So that was my speculation. I get that it looks like a pretzel, because <laughs> it does, and I kind of like, I kind of like that. I've never heard that, but I've never heard that. Also, like... That's not a thing. What do you do if you live in L.A.? You just call all of them pretzel one, pretzel two, pretzel three? No, I don't know. It kind of like... does look like a pretzel, right? I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's just... you just, We need some marketing behind it. We Guys, can't, you can't just be dropping that. You can't just start calling Sonoma County Sun City and think <laughs> it's going to be a thing. I think you guys are really undervaluing what we do here. <laughs> we have the influence oh. to start calling it... The, the pretzel. pretzel. Oh. Stop saying fetch. It's not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> pretzel. I know when this like I'm trying to tell this dispatcher there's a fire and she keeps saying effing pretzel. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm from Georgia. Can you not hear my accent? I said that too. I was like, I'm not even from here. Can you please like just go there's a fire? <laughs> <laughs> Did you introduce yourself as Amber from Amber Tanner in the morning? No, because I didn't want her to know. I didn't want to embarrass myself. She's like, oh, I love wine about it. (laughs) I was already like, I'm reporting a fire. (laughs) So she probably figured it out. Yeah. Amber needs a nap. (laughs) For real. Tanner, get in here with your story and let's wrap up. Uh, Sorry, Tanner. Sorry, there's a really cool looking bird, right? Okay, it's gone. I'm sorry. Squirrel. (laughs) Seriously, squirrel. (laughs) I want to thank TikTok for being the reason behind my story today. So I'm on TikTok scrolling through my feed. And there's kind of this trend. It's like, you're not a real country boy if you don't listen to this. And it was Shania Twain, whose boots have your bed been under? (laughs) (laughs) Whose bed have your boots been under? under. (laughs) Whose boots have your bed been 
thunder, mister. Hey, I also need a nap. We're picking up what we're doing out <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, you, you, you got me. You follow. And I like saw a few of like the same TikToks over and over again. And I was like, man, I don't listen to enough Shania, do I? I don't. The thing about music and growing up in the generation of having all of the music at your fingertips all the way, which by the way, you should always listen to the radio always. I just want to say, and the Froggy and I 2.9 podcast. But the reality is, is that you can get any song you want mm-hmm. in three seconds. Right. Streaming services for music came out when I was in high school and it's, it's awesome resource to have don't get me wrong but like there's so much out there that you forget about you know certain milestone artists you know artists will be special to me like alan jackson because my grandpa gave me his greatest hits album when i was like five you know but sometimes you know artists just fall through the cracks and now i'm obsessed with shania twain really i love shania twain So some people were like, oh, you are an infant. You don't know Shania Twain. I just grew up in a different time. Mm-hmm. What's so cool is you'll see something that Shania do- does. And I mean, when it comes to country, I usually listen to just modern country, mostly. Mostly what we play here on Froggy Night 2.9. That's my country music diet. And so I'll be like, oh, can feel a little Kelsey Ballerini over here. Oh, I can feel a little Marin Morris over here. And I feel like just so many... It's here, little Sam Hunt over here. Just, it's weird how you'll discover an artist later in life, and that will explain so much of what got inspired from that music. So I'm kind of just nerding out about Shania Twain right now. I I love what she does, even though her name's not actually Shania Twain. Eileen Regina Edwards. Because she's Canadian. Yeah. I don't. I'm not doing a Canadian accent. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So I I just wanted to ask the room. Who is like one artist that was a little bit of a slow burn for you, but when you finally like got to their discography, you're like, how did I live my whole life without knowing this? Led Zeppelin. I didn't get into Led Zeppelin until college. And they're like the best band of all time. You can't argue with me about it. And then I, like you said, I hear like so much other music and I'm like, they ripped this off of Led Zeppelin 3. Like, but, you know, people admit it. They're like, this is the same chord progression as this song. Mm-hmm. This is this from this song. I, was, I mean, all musicians just say, you can't have one without the other. What about you guys? Probably, I mean, there's a ton. I could go into a bunch of other genres. But I'll keep it in country and say uh, John Rich and Big and Rich. Oh. Because, and part of it was meeting him. Like, we had a chance to meet him when they came to Country Summer, and he was just... He and Kenny and Troy were just phenomenal. Like, just the most incredible people, generous with their time. Like, come on the bus, have a beer. Like, that just, not that, and every other country artist is also awesome. This was like a whole other level of awesome. And, uh... They had a dude in a Spider-Man suit. The performance was otherworldly. And so I started going back and digging into their songs and then realizing, like, oh... I think I have this right. Um, he, John, wrote a bunch of songs for Jason Aldean, and then his guitarist left and is now Jason Aldean's guitarist, I believe. Mm. So, and John even said to me, he's like, at the time when I was trying to do what we were trying to do, you know, basically incorporating more like 80s, 90s rock into country music, they fought me like hell. And I cracked, I I beat down that door and cracked it open just enough for them to see, and then the floodgates burst open. And that's when 
Kenny came through and started doing that stuff. And that's when Jason Aldean, obviously, that's his whole career is this rock and country thing. So once I went back and started listening to both his old, uh, Big and Rich's older stuff and their newer stuff, they're still doing it. Um, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I, it just it made a lot of sense yeah. to me. It's good to have a Big and Rich time. Yeah. Not country related. I have a country one too, but two bands that were really popular, but I didn't really get because they were a little more pop than the rock that I was listening to was All Time Low and Panic at the Disco. Mm. Didn't listen to their first albums. It did like did Didn't not matter to me. I, if I had to hear that song one more time, right? But, you know, once, I think, like, the third or fourth albums of theirs, I really, really got into them. And then I did go back and listen to the old ones and was like, okay, I like this. But just at the time, I was listening to a lot of harder yelling music. Pierce the Veil. Wait, that's not one of yours. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, okay. Country-related, I've said it before on this podcast, I did not understand Florida Georgia line. Oh yeah. They we did a show with them when they first came out. They were incredibly nice. They put on a great show. I had a great time. But that like it just it felt like that music wasn't for me. So it, I didn't sure. get it. You didn't relate to it. But then after, you know, like five or six like big singles, when I would hear them on the radio, I'm like, "Okay, wait a minute." I like this. Yeah. So then I went back, and one of my best friends, Nico, like, that's his favorite. He loves them, and he'd always, like, send me clips of him singing them. I'm like, Nico, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But then I went back, and I listened, and I was like, okay, yeah. This is it. I like this. It's catchy. And I don't know. You have to look to, like, when your mind frame is like, this is the kind of music that I'm into at the moment. Like, when I'm super into hip-hop, I'm only listening to hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And the, anything new that's coming out that's not in that genre at the time, like, it's not flicking that switch for me. Mm-hmm. So I do, I think I go back and revisit artists a lot. But Florida Georgia Line's probably the biggest one. Like, sometimes I just want to put that on when I'm, you know, driving to Sacramento, yeah. you know? Like, it's just fun. Nothing too sad. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Dan. I'll throw in two more now, now that you say it. Is... Wait, were we supposed to do country? Nope. You can do any other, any genre. He yeah, just, this is anything. He's, okay. Who's an artist yeah. that like it just it took a while for it to click? Is yep. basically what you're saying. Sam Hunt. Oh yeah. Sam Hunt came out. He came on strong, dude. Yeah. He's doing different stuff. Yeah. I'll never forget when uh, Hard to Forget came out, and we played it for the first time, and I was like, you know, I got that. Played it for the first time and I was like, what is happening on our radio station right now? But after a couple days of us playing it, I was like, this is amazing. I love this. This is a bop. And Rascal Flats. When Rascal Flats, like, Mm. really it's Rascal Flats is like, Rascal Flats and Keith Urban in the early 2000s are coming out, like, doing way pop. And country music at the time is like, X, 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 like, go away, get out. And... And, and I was a little, I was kind of against them, like, ugh, they're just too poppy, like, I just can't do it. And then now I go back and I'm like, like, what hurts the most is an incredible song. Like, yeah. it's so good. They have so yeah. many songs that are so good. I'm and moving you, on. And I'm moving like on. The uh, Here Comes ever. Goodbye wasn't a huge hit for them. It was an incredible song. I mean, he, they have so, me and my gang 
And those were two artists that I like instantly loved. It, t- it did. They were sometimes. Sometimes the pop stuff is too much for me because I'm like, this literally is getting away from the core of country music. But then, like, so it just upon further examination and then the way that they carry themselves and the way that they act in the industry, you're like, oh, like, yeah, this will be fine. Do you guys find yourself sometimes when you hear a country song that's a little bit too pop, you remember, like, oh, Garth Brooks was told he was too pop. Shania. Shania. Yeah, yeah that, that's, it, that's kind of what I'm coming around to is, like, Shania influenced so much of what's happening now. A documentary about her a really long time ago where she talked about that. She was like, the country that I knew was like liars and cheaters and dirty rascals. I just remember her saying that for some reason. Yeah. I can't remember the documentary. <laughs> it's probably like a VH1 behind the music. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it was an investigation discovery show. <laughs> liars and cheaters. <laughs> and, Honestly, the, that's and the thing I gotta remind my... It thing i gotta remind myself is like sometimes when something will sound a little bit too poppy to my ear i'll be like come on everything changes everything's fluid everything yeah and i've said this for a couple of years like country music has subgenres now just like how pop music has some subgenres just like how rock has subgenres it's just showing that country music is evolving right. it's changing and i don't think it's really anyone's right to you know, some people might like the more Eric Churches and Chris Stapleton's the more traditionalists. Someone might love the Dan and Shay and uh, Marin Morse, the more pop stuff, you know, but that's up to you. You know who I was just thinking about? Thomas Rhett. Like, when did Thomas come in? Do you think that Thomas is, like, influenced by, like, Luke and Jason? Like, he's a little later. He's actually said that he listened to Eric Church yeah. in high school. He wanted yeah. to be the next Eric Church. And I was thinking so about that timeline, though. and I'm like, That's, aren't they, like, at the same time? How old is this guy? Like, I, I he's, could He's, like, he's 10 20, years younger than Eric Church, right? I, I, I he's not that much older it. than I. I think he's Amber's age. Let me look. Yeah, Eric, Eric is in his late 40s, isn't he? Yeah, Thomas is 31. So... I mean, I don't know. I feel like Thomas <laughs> those are both is two new artists too. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's cool topic? Yeah. Thanks. Hey, wait. Can I show you guys this? What's that? Oh, that's so cute. Amber's holding up her phone. It is a looks like a chocolate chip cookie cake with a frosting frog. And what does it say? Unforgettable. That's what you are. <laughs> it's so cute. Unforgettable. Unfrog- I felt like it was funny because it was like, you know, unforgettable. And then it was also a frog. I love it. And we're froggy. Uh, I also want to eat like, it. We yeah, can get it. That. Um, that, that's crazy. That's almost like a sponsored ad. Your phone's listening to you. I, I, I think so. Uh, I also saw the um, MILF sticker again. Do you guys remember that? No. Don't worry, I'll show you. I remember one eight hundred each. How could we forget? <laughs> oh yes, Cole tagged me in. He's like, we saw this. It says MILF, and it says, what does it say? Man, I like frogs. <laughs> we should get those stickers made. No. Would you buy them? Comment below. <laughs> Leave us Bring a the review podcast. in the Apple Podcast app with a chance that would for a chance to win a MILF sticker from Froggy ninety two point nine. Thanks for checking out the episode. We'll see you next week. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.